Welcome to Conversations with Cheese and the Tugboat. This, of course, is the tugboat speaking. Still no sign of Cheese. Just joking. I saw him literally yesterday. Uh, we are working on a couple of ideas, a couple of shows, I guess you would call them. Podcast stories, what have you, um, that we'd like to bring you in the future. Um, but currently, we have nothing for you. So I thought I would take an opportunity to uh, create a little content, some classic content creation, and uh, run down, I guess we would call it a a list for you, um, some recommendations as it were. Um, you see, in the six months in between podcast episodes, I've had a lot of free time, I guess, free time, we can call it that, to explore into the world of true crime podcasting. Um, Obviously, haven't done any of my own, but I have been listening to some fantastic work from some other folks out there living on the internet. Uh, so today, instead of talking about something that Cheese and the Tugboat have done or are doing or want to talk about or think is awesome, we'll just uh, let's just creep into the old Tugboat uh, pen here where he lives in a pen, apparently. That's a poor choice of words, but... Um, we'll just, uh, review the Tugboats True Crime Podcast listening list. So, I'm going to give you a list of the True Crime Podcasts that the Tugboat is currently enjoying. It will be in the order that I discovered them, not ranking anything. Um, just want to, uh, share with you what I'm listening to, give a brief description with hopefully no, no spoilers, I make no promises because I'm doing this by myself in my house and I uh, really have no one to stop me or let me know if I'm doing anything foolish. So I'm going to try my best. That's all you can ask of someone, isn't it? Just try your best. Um, so anyways, might as well get right into it because I don't want to ramble on for more than 10 minutes here. But um, <clears throat> the first one is Serial. And uh, everyone's heard of this one. It's been the number one podcast in the world at certain times. I would say, personally, I'm going to say there's four seasons out there. Um, you can argue amongst yourselves or just scream at the radio in your car if you disagree. But uh, season one was really around the Adnan case. Uh, this is a young man who was uh, actually convicted of murdering his girlfriend in high school. And, um, yeah, lots of ups and downs, lots of what have yous. I, I found that to be a very compelling season. Um, you're not really sure, did he do it, did he not do it? There's, uh, there's not really much of a conclusion to, to kind of say if he did it or didn't, they, they leave it up to you. Uh, which is, it's neat. Um, so yeah, that's, that's season one. Season two was the, uh, military... Uh, person that uh, they were uh, saying abandoned his unit. Uh, there's other stories. Uh, the story of Bo, Bo Bergdahl. Um, I think believe they've had a court martial hearing for him. I accidentally didn't pay attention to that part. But um, yeah, again, interesting storytelling. Kind of, which you know, depending on what angle you look at him, you're not sure which side he falls on. Just uh, that's entertaining for me. Um, 
The next one I found particularly of interest um, wasn't really part of the Serial brand, but it sort of was. Uh, it was a spin-off podcast, but I would consider it family here. Um, it's called S-Town, and S stands for a swear word. But anyway, this one is about a man. Um, I don't even remember what it's about, but it was, it was really good. It was one of those uh, can't-stop-listening type of things. So if you're into binging TV shows, this is something you can binge. Or just something fun to listen to while you're at work. But uh, really interesting story. And as they get into it, um, you find a few more layers. And then all of a, all of a sudden it becomes a, a really big story. And then it, uh, it focuses back in towards the end. And again, in the classic serial style, kind of not sure what's going on um season three totally different beast here um this one's about the ongoings of a full year in a cleveland court or i guess the cleveland court uh i forget if it's something justice center but uh different style kind of all over the map um feels like they're kind of going a different direction with this season it's not one story, it's a, it's kind of a collective. Uh, very interesting though, and a lot of stuff that makes you kind of shake your head and say, whoa, I can't believe that happens. Um, but very interesting nonetheless. So that's one, uh, that's one to catch the Serial podcast, in case you haven't heard of it, which I'm sure you have if you're listening to this podcast. You're obviously familiar with podcasts, and that one's the best one out there, so probably familiar uh the second one i ever dabbled my uh ears into is called criminal um admiral bonesaw actually put me onto this one i do believe the beer guy might object but i'm pretty sure it was the admiral um this one is hosted by i'm phoebe judge uh she says her name like that a very distinctive way that was a poor impression um but Phoebe Judge is the host. Um, she has a very distinctive cadence, uh, interesting storytelling style, and she gets really in-depth with uh, key people in some of these cases. And really, it's just uh, she finds out about these interesting stories that have a criminal element and heads out to wherever they happened and investigates them. Sometimes they're cold cases. Sometimes they're things that have just happened. Sometimes it's from the criminal's perspective. Sometimes from the victim. It's really all over the map, um, but it's good stuff, and she's a great storyteller, and uh, yeah, just fantastic. Um, really pulls the life out of some of these uh, kind of stories that you normally wouldn't hear about. Um, in terms of delivery of this one, I guess I didn't mention with Serial, it kind of comes out in seasons, um, so whenever they kind of have the material together, they'll drop a season. Sometimes it's a couple of years in between seasons, but uh, anyways, with Criminal, um, it feels a little bit more sporadic, but it is fairly consistent. They don't necessarily lump into a season and just see it for 10 weeks of the year. Um, she's dropping stuff all the time, which is impressive because she has another love podcast as well. So kind of Criminal and Love, two different elements, um, but she's able to deliver with both of them. I've never really listened to the love one, but... Um, Criminal is really fantastically fun. Uh, the 
third one that I will share is called Case File. Um, this one is hosted by an anonymous but very thorough Australian man. Um, it's kind of unique in that he's anonymous and no one has found or shared his identity that I have, in the one time I looked for it, noticed. He's incredibly detailed. I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into each one of these cases. Uh, some of them are multi-part cases that he uh, talks about, and he must be researching them months in advance. So it is very impressive. I hope he's making his nut off of this, because uh, the amount of work this guy must put in, he deserves some, some coin off of it. Uh, this one for sure was recommended by the beer guy. Uh, he told me I needed to start on the Silk Road series of episodes. It's three parts. I think it's in the 70s. Um, not when it actually takes place because it's internet-based, but um, the number of episodes. I believe it's in somewhere in the mid-70s for number of episode or case, I guess. Um, but yeah, started on that one and just just got sucked right in. Couldn't put it down. Um, actually we listened to the Silk Road episodes when we were in Texas after we got robbed, the chef and I, making our way back to the uh, consulate in Dallas to get emergency passports. That uh, kind of got us through that ride, those three episodes there and back, which was uh, pretty phenomenal. The uh, I went back afterwards and started listening from the top. And uh, I will warn you that there is lower quality for the first couple of episodes, but he uh, quickly gets it together, figures out sound editing, much like I'd like to think I have made a small step forward with some of the uh, some of the things that we've done here at Cheese in the Tugboat. But um, yeah, this one, it's interesting. Um, the detail is phenomenal. I would say the most chilling episodes for me were the Moore murders. Um, or Moorside Murders, I forget what he calls it. Uh, the Jim Jones series of episodes, or Jonestown, as it were. Those ones, uh, they really changed my headspace for a couple of days. Uh, really messed me up. So, if, if you're looking to kind of scare the crap out of or disturb yourself, there's the, that's a spot to listen to. And then the Snowtown Murders in Australia also are just horrifying um just truly unbelievable like there is no way that i could fathom that humans would do that to each other but um if you want to be mystified by that sentiment then uh, those are three that i found to be the most terrifying there's a lot of them that are wildly interesting um, and i'll leave it to you to figure out which ones they are um if you need any hints, put something in the comments and I'll throw you a couple of very interesting ones. Um, this, uh, this podcast is ongoing. There's no seasons. Uh, he just take, he takes breaks from time to time. He'll take a week off or a couple of weeks off and he usually warns he's pretty good about it. Um, I didn't really say anything about ads for the first two because I know everyone has to have ads so they can get paid and continue to do them. His are so conveniently placed. There's a couple off the top, right, in the, then right exactly in the middle, and then uh, then that's it. Um, it's nice in the middle because then you know, oh, I'm half done. Um, so you can kind of gauge how much time you have left to uh, to do it if you don't happen to be checking the clock all the time. 
maybe you're listening at work um, and planning a bathroom break. I don't, I don't know what you're doing at work. Um, okay, so that's case file. Not gonna lie, it's probably if I'm ranking them, it's definitely up there just because of the depth that this guy covers the cases, um, and the background information on victims and killers or perpetrators, I guess. Um, court case stuff, community stuff, just it's it's huge. Uh, again, hats off to this guy. Does a lot of awesome work there. Next on my list is Crime Town. Another one. Uh, this one, both Admiral Bonesaw and the beer guy, who uh, I guess are going to be taking credit for some of these. Um, this one is, I believe, it's Zach Stewart Pontiac and Mark Smurley run this one, are the, the two gentlemen that uh, put this together. They've had, uh, I'm going to call it two seasons, but I'm also going to separate it into uh, two distinct podcasts. So season one of Crime Town focused on Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, some of the characters and crimes that went on there. Um, They have interviews with the key people. They pace it out nice and have some nice uh, storytelling elements where they kind of, I wouldn't say they edit history, but... uh, they reveal things to you in a certain way that makes it like wildly interesting. And it's probably really how they found out the story. Um, at least I'm going to assume that because honestly it makes it cooler for me. Um, a unique aspect for this one is uh, they're talking to the actual people involved. And those people are very candid uh, about the crimes they committed and the stuff they did. Because usually they're already they're out of jail at this point and uh, are senior citizens. Because it happened quite a while ago. Officially, I think there's only one season. I think I heard rumblings here and there that another season is coming out. That they're working on something. But right now, it's really the Providence, Rhode Island is the the main one there. Um, I said there was kind of a second season. But it's almost like a spin-off or a, a standalone. So this one's called the RFK Tapes. Um... I would say it's probably season two of Crime Town, but let's let them call it what they want to call it. Um, it's an interesting look into the assassination of RFK or Robert Kennedy. Um, personally, I didn't know the whole story. I just knew that he got shot in a kitchen. Didn't know the details of it. Didn't know who did it off the top of my head, if I had ever known. Um, so if you're unfamiliar and you want a really nice uh, deep dive into the RFK assassination. I would recommend the RFK tapes. Uh, I felt it was kind of a, a pretty fair, down-the-middle, balanced look. Now, he does team up with uh, this gentleman named Bill, whose last name escapes me. Um, and he is, I'm not going to call him a conspiracy nut, but he has some very interesting ideas, and they go through his arguments uh, do the research, interview folks, um, go down some kind of cold trails and dig up some new names, etc. Um, and really piece together an interesting alternative narrative of what could have happened. Um, it sounds like uh, the host, Zach, doesn't 100% follow uh, this, this train by the end, maybe. But... Um, you can be the judge of that. Uh, he doesn't really declare one way or the other. And again, it's one of those back and forth um, things. And the way he frames it is he starts it off making Bill look like he's insane. But then all of a sudden starts looking into Bill's claims. And then you start to 
rub your chin and look upwards and go, hmm, you know, contemplating as they do in cartoons. Um, so that's the top uh, five, not top five, first five um, that uh, the tugboat discovered. Uh, so we'll uh, go into the next five here. So I think I'll just take a minute here and do our first uh, ad break. Um, you know, most podcasts do this kind of thing, and I figured since I'm kind of in the middle of the list, I might as well take a moment, right? Uh, did I record this later and try to splice it in? Absolutely. Also, I just wanted to see what that would be like. So uh, we have no sponsors, and thus we have no ads. So I don't really have anything to say of note here. Other than it's just to annoyingly interrupt your podcast experience for like 60 seconds or so. Um, so yeah, you can hit the plus 30 seconds button. Um, just, you know, you're in practice of that. You know how to do that. You do it everywhere else. But uh, yeah, so no annoying ads. Just want to point out that our podcast is free. Uh, we don't get paid for it. So if you don't like it, uh, it's free. Come on. You know better than that. So, yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. So, the next one down. Am I scrolling down to another page? Of course I am. You know me better than that. So, the next one is a CBC original podcast. Um, It's called Someone Knows Something. So, I don't even know how I stumbled onto this. This one, I found this one on my own. Uh, None of those guys showed me this one at all. It's... uh, the host is named David Ridgen. Uh, he's a CBC reporter. If you don't know what CBC is, read a friggin' book. Um, this guy takes a unique look into cold cases, and he has a, a really like distinct style. I'll talk about that kind of in a second. But he has uh, there's five seasons on the market today. Um, the first one is about a young boy uh, that disappeared while fishing over near Arnprior. Um, he it, it's a cold case. I think it's like twenty years old when he does it. So he's like going back and trying to piece together things, track people down, driving all these little towns um, in the Ottawa Valley, just looking for what happened. Um, he's like very determined, and you can tell legitimately wants to get to an answer. So there's still. Like, even after the first season, there was still a couple of years where they were going back and revisiting and uh, just trying to just trying to dig into it more. So that one's sort of ongoing, season one. And he gives updates from time to time as little bonus episodes. But uh, really, that one is the first one, I'm guessing, the most near and dear to him. But uh, I don't want to say that. But, uh, yeah, the interesting narrative as well um as he kind of follows the evidence it leads to a lot of different different spots and he has an interesting thing of just asking questions or or almost like summarizing things with some questions um partway through episodes which is kind of what i do it's like what about this what about this we're here with this so it's pretty cool the way he does that i i enjoy it season two was a lady that disappeared from hamilton um, there's a lot of conflicting stories. Um, some people say that she was a an exotic dancer. Some people say that she had given it up. Um, 
was she secretly doing this or that? And uh, her mother has different ideas and he talks to everybody and um, tries to piece together where she went, what happened. Um, you know, just basically get some closure for that family. So pretty neat, pretty neat uh, season there. That one I just I just binged it hard. Um, I think in like three days I was I chortled through all of it. So I don't remember everything in clear detail because it was a while ago that I did that. So my apologies, but you know the best way to figure it out is go listen to it for yourself. Durr. Uh Season three is about a a young African American man who was uh, brutally murdered in the southern U.S. during the. Uh, We'll call it difficult times. Not sure those have completely ended, but um, yeah, things things were not good down there. And uh, and David Ridgen goes down and teams up with the the man the murdered boy's brother, and together they try and dig in and find out if they can prove what happened. And uh, it does have some very interesting results and uh, and conclusions. So. Listen to that one. I, I believe he did that story previously and then kind of just posted it as a season for this podcast. So I don't know if it was part of his uh, journalist career for a story he was writing and he just collected all this stuff, but or if it was in some other medium. I have no idea. I don't follow this guy outright. But um, it's worth a listen. Uh, it's a good one. Season four was a little more near and dear for me. Um, it was about a man who was literally blown up south of Guelph. Um, having lived in Guelph for 10 years at one point in my life, I knew a lot of the places and businesses and things that were talked about in the story. So it really sucked me right in. Um, and then just hearing the story from the family's perspective, they're just looking for closure, find out who killed their the patriarch of the family, why, what was going on, you start to hear rumblings of, you know, other things that were going on that maybe weren't reported or isn't uh, part of the main narrative. So just interesting stuff to uh, dig in and there's a little extra detail. Try to figure out, like, yeah, what happened here? Season 5 is about a girl that was uh, murdered in Thompson, Manitoba. She disappeared after a party and they found her body a couple of days later. And just trying to track down a, a who done it. Um, so my favorite part of that one, maybe not my favorite part, but an interesting piece is he continually tries to t- get information from the police, and they full on stonewall him because it's considered an open investigation. Um, just the frustration. He starts basically openly mocking the police for not giving him any information. So I thought that was a little bit interesting that he would do such a thing. Um, just because they're the friggin' police. But uh, yeah, I mentioned he had a kind of unique delivery. So he has this uh, direct but considered approach. And he'll talk you through why he wants to ask certain questions or why he backs off at certain times. So it's kind of interesting to get inside the mind of the journalist. Uh, and then, of course, he has his patented gravel crunching audio um, a lot of screen door as well people love that I don't even understand why but it is fantastic so he'll say I'm going to go interview this person and then you'll just hear his audio from when he was walking up their driveway and hear him crunching the gravel but uh, yeah he's a warrior man he's out there uh, getting answers 
So he releases stuff weekly uh, once his season starts, um, and his seasons are kind of based on when he gets the work done. So they're not every May or anything like that. Um, it kind of depends when he wraps things up in the year as to when he, he drops the episodes. So someone knows something. An original CBC podcast. So it's a beauty. Check it out. Um, next up is Up and Vanished. Uh, this one's US-based. Um, the host, Payne Lindsay, uh, I forget, he's associated with some TV channel or something, I forget. But, uh, yeah, so he this guy looks at cold case uh, disappearances, and, and he just kind of, the whole season is based on one person. So season one, he looked at the Tara Grimstad disappearance. Season two, he's looking at Crystal, I forget her last name, from Crestone, Colorado. Um, he, and he gets, like, uh, in there. It sounds like he just descends upon these small towns with, like, his research team. And they just go for it. They just interview people. They try and get access to police records. They, it's almost like a bunch of amateur sleuths trying to solve the crime without uh, stepping on the toes of police and being pretty, uh, pretty wary of not you know, crossing lines, etc. Um, they do deal a lot with the Bureau of in Investigation for the states, so the GBI and the CBI, which he says those words a lot. Uh, that could be a drinking game, probably, if you're drinking during these at work. What are you doing at work? But anyways, um, so this one, I found the most chilling part for me of this one is when he gets, in season two, he gets this dude called Catfish on the phone, and that guy is wild. Like, he just is talking about all these conspiracies and cash. And it's very interesting to uh, to hear this dude just ramble on, kind of. Um, kind of unique part is that he's actually advancing these cases towards co conclusion. So, in the Tara Grimstead one, uh, while he was doing the episode, and I'm not going to give him full credit here, but... Uh, while stuff's going on, uh, they're arresting people and uh, trials are happening. Like while he's digging into this, so I don't know if he just kickstarted it with a little media attention. Um, oh, it's Tenderfoot TV in Atlanta. Tenderfoot TV in Atlanta is what he's associated with. Yikes! Probably should have had that at the start. Well, just, the guy will edit it to the start. Anyways, um, the other kind of interesting thing is. Not every week, but every few weeks he'll host like a Q&A so listeners can pump in their questions and he'll answer them as they go. So, you know, if you have an idea of something you think he should investigate or you want clarification on something that maybe you didn't understand while he's talking, he'll uh, he'll give you, give you a chance to get that cleared up. So, kind of neat. Um, my guess is that if you actually like hit on something that he missed and he looks into it, and he'll probably just take credit for it, but not a big deal. Um, but yeah, that's kind of an interesting uh, look at that one. So these ones, seasons are released weekly again once the research and the work is done. So I guess once he feels he's got enough to really rock, he'll start going. Um, he doesn't doesn't have like a defined, like I'm going to, I think he kind of does like 12 or 17. I don't know. I forget the number. But uh, if things are popping, um, he'll just fill in more Q&As and other stuff and uh, drag his season on longer. 
So season two, season that happened in season one, and it looks like it's going that way in season two. So I don't know if he kicked over the right rocks and is needs a few weeks to really uh, nail down some info or what's going on. But yeah, just kind of on pause for for a minute there. I'm not gonna say season two is over. I think it's I think he's still rolling. Anyways, next up uh, from one of my colleagues at work who does not have a nickname at this time uh, is My Favorite Murder. Uh, This one is hosted by Karen and Georgia along with their sound guy, Steven, who apparently has a prolific mustache and his own per cast. Um, This is a... It's billed as a true crime comedy podcast. And it's kind of a comedic look into some of the most horrendous murders of our time. And the previous time. And eventually maybe the future time. Um, probably not, they don't go as far back as pirate times though. So everyone can just calm down and just forget about your favorite eat-in, dinner and show uh, as being a murderous time. Um, killers in a murderous time, I guess. Um... So yeah, they're, it's a lot of fun. They're not for everybody. Their voices are wildly annoying off the top. I forced myself to do three shows and then I was hooked. But I would say for me, the most chilling slash awesome was Ted Bundy. I mean, of course, pretty prolific story there. Um, but just the timing of when they did that one, uh, it was awesome. And the, the kind of reveal of them doing it, I... Uh, I thought that was amazing. Um, Unique part of this one is the minisodes, or mini-episodes, I suppose, if you want to use stupid English. But um, they're pretty open. Uh, Originally, they started off as you would send in your hometown murder, and they would read it on the air if it was sufficiently interesting. Uh, And then it came to ghosts and emergency workers... Um, weird grandparent stuff, stuff you find in walls. I don't know. It's pretty much wide open to anything cool that happens. Um, so yeah, that one's usually first of the week, and then their main episode is later in the week. They uh, they pop them out weekly. Um, and then when they go on their friggin' world tour, because they do that, I don't think they have to work anymore. Um, but when they go on their world tours, they usually post the live ones. Which are pretty geared to whatever city they're in, but still very interesting. And they're uh, they're a liars. They uh, will just say whatever if it sounds right. Um, their research is basically Wikipedia, but that doesn't matter. They're just they're just funny and fun. It's uh, it's really enjoyable. And if you have uh, if you enjoy the true crime, this is such a cool way to deliver it. And yeah, they're friggin' world famous and stuff. And uh, yeah, just kind of like fell into it by accident, the way they make it sound. But they're running with it now, so my favorite murder. Uh, the next one, so based off of the uh, Someone Knows Something that we talked about at number six, number nine <laughs> is Uncover. Uh, so season one was Uncover. Escaping Nexium. Season 2 is called Bomb on Board. So in Season 1, it was a story told by a reporter. He was talking to his childhood friend, and she's like, yeah, I got out of a cult recently. 
um, and him being a reporter, he decided to dig into that a little bit. So it turns out that she was one of the primary whistleblowers on this Nexium sex money cult. I don't know what it is. But there were some really high-profile people in it. You've probably heard of it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of unique in that I didn't know if she where she stood. So she blew the whistle on it, but she was also involved. What? How's that work out? Um, kind of gets you into a thought and, and moral debate. Some of the other cool stuff of that is uh, just like peeling back the onion. You find out about all these different things, and then they reveal information about the, uh, kind of, I guess we, you'd have to call him the villain or the head of the cult. And, uh, and then this whistleblower girl also shares her personal experiences and sentiments of, from the inside. And uh, it is bonkers. There is some wild stuff that happens, and I don't understand how people get drawn into that. You know, maybe it's awesome. I don't know. I just haven't got there yet. But anyways, season one is Uncover Escaping Nexium. Bomb on Board is hosted by Ian Hannah-Mansing, who, of course, you would know from the news. Handsome, deep-voiced bugger. Um, and then Joanna Wagstaff. I've never heard of her. I'm sorry. It sounds familiar, but I don't know who she is. But, uh, you know, Ian Hannah-Mansing, of course. So, um they are, the two of them are looking into a plane crash in BC that killed all 52 passengers. It's like the biggest, most horrendous plane crash in our country's history, I think, something like this. Uh, it's ongoing. There are only a couple episodes in uh, with weekly releases. And so far, so good. Lots of wild theories. Was it a bomb? Was it a malfunction? If it was a bomb, was the guy on the plane that set it off? Was he not on the plane? Who done it? So, um, yeah, they're tracking people down and such a long time ago that tracking people down is super hard, uh, which makes it more interesting. But, um, anyway, that's one, it's called Uncover. It's a CBC podcast. Um, two seasons, both beauties. Uh, I made the commitment to just listen to those with, uh, with my assistant red. So we listened to Escaping Nexium primarily in the combine, uh, while we sat in there for hours and hours struggling through through this garbage fall that we've been doing um season two we're working on but i'm gonna fire her soon uh, aka her contract ends so i'm not i'm not sure how that's gonna play out maybe i'll just stop whenever she leaves but who knows um next up is canadian true crime this one's hosted by christy lee a canadian australian she comes from humble beginnings, starting the podcast in her clothes closet to uh, now having a full-on show. She's taken lots of time in between episodes now to uh, get her research done. Probably a couple weeks, I think. Um, you know, she has a real life and kids and stuff, so you can't just, you can't just dedicate your whole life to podcasts. Probably the job, but uh, she focused on true crime, true crime in Canada, um, which you know I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Canada, so be interesting to listen to their true crime as well uh she has a big start with the bernardo case well spoiler alerts but uh she's hitting all kinds of high notes and getting those like high profile names out there telling the stories getting into it maybe it's an australian thing they're all about the detail but yeah she does the research and gets right in there it's uh it's great all facts no judgment just just good stuff so she's another ongoing no season just takes breaks when she needs them but uh 
yeah, so that's a that's another beauty. So I'll give you a quick rundown uh, of the list again in case you're scribbling these down. You're not. You're like, I'm skipping this episode. Anyways, number one that I found was Serial, if you haven't heard of it. Yikes. Number two, Criminal, hosted by Phoebe Judge. Uh, then you have Case File, Awesome Detail, Crime Town, Fun Mob Story, RFK Tapes, you learn about history, Somebody Knows Something, Someone Knows Something, my apologies, hosted by David Ridgen, five seasons to date, All Beauties, Seven is Up and Vanished, uh, based out of Georgia to begin with, now they're in Colorado, Payne Lindsay is the host there from Tenderfoot TV in Atlanta, uh, then you got My Favorite Murder, Karen in Georgia with Steven uh, and all their furry beasts are uh, telling you in a fun fashion about some terrifying stuff. Uncover, Season 1, Escaping Nexium. Season 2, Bomb on Board. Couple of beauties there. Uh, Bomb on Board, so far so good. Escaping Nexium, fantastic. And last but not least, my most recent discovery, Canadian True Crime. Trying to binge on that one and get caught up. So you should, uh, in the times where you don't get enough cheese in the tugboat, you should dive into uh, those other podcasts. Just have a good time. Have a listen. Throw it on at work. You're not going to burst out laughing on those ones. You might start crying at your desk or have to take a walk outside because you feel so terrible. But uh, interesting nonetheless. Really gets the old uh, the old brain melon ticking. So with that, I'm going to leave you. Uh, hopefully not for six months this time. But I am going to step away for now. Uh, this has been a conversation with Cheese in the Tugboat. And we'll come back at you soon. So keep your eyeballs peeled on your feed for a conversation with Cheese and the Tugboat. <laughs>